Welcome back to I Was Hornswoggled, a podcast journal about waking up from a narcissist-induced nightmare. It is May 25th, 2022. I am your host, Harina, and I want to welcome you back for episode 21. Uh, My school classes um, outside of the home have wrapped up. And that means that I have no more Van Diaries right now to do. So I'm back in my office and I'm going to be covering in this episode the saying no to the narcissist and, you know, a little touching a little bit more on the going no contact or just telling them no in general. And I'm sure if you have been. Um, researching anything about narcissism and you know because that's why you're listening to a narcissist podcast and thank you for still listening to my show I'm all over the place whether I'm talking from my own experience in my office like today or if I'm in my van and talking on the fly about narcissism and my own experiences. I want to thank you for joining me on that journey. There's so many narcissist podcasts to listen to, thankfully, so we know we're not alone out there. So I do appreciate being among your listening uh, podcasts. So um, first off, I want to welcome you, like I'm doing right now, to share my awakening from my narcissist-induced nightmare. And hornswoggled means to trick or deceive someone. And I personally was deceived for over 20 years by my mom. And not gonna lie, now that I realize how much I was deceived by my mom, I have questioned every relationship and every um, quarrel or disagreement or misunderstanding that I've had in the past. And I want to think that's something that we all do. Once you feel that you were bamboozled, that you were tricked, you you go, man, if my own mother could trick me for 20 years, who else has been tricking me? And I, I had uncovered some. I lifted up that narc rock and there were some little creepy crawlies underneath. So definitely we'll be covering those in future episodes. So I'm just going to go forward and saying that I have personally decided to share my experience to offer more support to others who are going through the same thing that me and my family are. So I do think that that's very important. I think as narcissistic abuse survivors, we feel like we don't have the right to speak out because we have been quieted our whole lives, not allowed to tell the truth, not allowed to blow the horn on bad behavior around us. Like a guilt trip if you are that person who, that whistleblower in your personal relationship going, oh, this person is a liar, this person is an abuser. You know, we have been trained to just shut up and take it. Especially in um, religious, being that I'm a Christ follower, Um, Being in a religious standpoint, people are like, no, no, you're just supposed to just forgive them, forgive them and just go forward. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really cookie cuttery, milk toasty right there. That's not what you're called to do at all. You, you, you forgive, but you also get, you also don't forget. You don't go, oh, 
my forgiveness is amnesia. Forgiveness in the spiritual mindset is not meant to be amnesia. It's not meant to be a canvas that you just wipe clean and allow your abuser to continually abuse you because you have some twisted view on what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is not carrying the baggage of the abuse recognizing the abuse, calling out the abuse, setting down the baggage of abuse and going, I'm not going to carry this abuse anymore. And I'm also not going to hold on to it and hate you. I'm going to learn from this. I've got your number. I see you. I see who you are. And I'm not going to shoot any arrows at you because that's not my job. My job is to forgive your inadequacies, forgive your brokenness, but don't forget it because I'm not going to be, I'm not going to let you be a repeat offender. Nowhere in the Bible are we called to be a repeat of like just lay down and be abused. Do you understand? God did not create us to be abused. He did not. You can turn the other cheek. You don't have to reciprocate the abuse. You don't have to do the eye for an eye type of scenario. You can call it out for what it is, which that's what we are called to do. We are called to let our yeses be yeses and our noes be noes. We are all, we are called to go directly to our offender and say, hey, this isn't cool. This needs to stop. And if they don't listen to you, we are not called to lay down and be walked on again because they didn't listen to us. Not at all. So don't get it twisted and don't let others get you twisted. Don't let others shame you into being abused longer. And that's one thing you will find with one, when people don't understand scripture and two, do not understand narcissism. So I'm going to tell you right now that's, that's not, that's not okay. So I have chosen personally to go no contact with my abusers and I have personally put down that baggage and I have forgiven them on a spiritual level, but on this horizontal level. So I like to look at it on a vertical level. <laughs> I have forgiven them and moved, moved on. But here on earth in my horizontal level, I see them for who they are and I will not engage with them anymore. And I think that for me has been a healthy choice is to divide my experience and opinion and path going forward um, in a vertical mindset versus a horizontal mindset. And I want to handle it accordingly. So spiritually, I've forgiven them. I don't think about them um, at all anymore. I don't harbor any ill intent towards them, any evil feelings towards them, any anger or hurt. I feel more or less like I got you. I see you. I see you for who you are right now. And you're not going to punch me again. You're not going to violate me again. You're not going to abuse me again. You're not going to verbally, physically, or mentally assault me ever again. I got your number. I know who you are. And I'm not going to let you engage with me anymore. So it's very important to make those uh, lines in the sand. But what we're not told when we're learning about, about narcissists is um, if you're finding out that a narcissistic personality is actually a personality disorder and that it's in the DSM-5, the diagnostic manual, and it has a list of characteristics like being arrogant, requiring excessive admiration, having a grandiose sense of self-importance, all these things. What it doesn't tell us is that Narcissists also don't 
like to be rejected. They don't like to be told no. They don't like to take ownership over their own faults. They are not, I like to say, baked enough to be able to handle any form of criticism or rejection. And then that leads to being um, accosted verbally or mentally or physically when you do lay down these boundaries and when you do say no. And um, in my travels this week on the interwebs, I came across this great uh, infographic reminder by the Mind Journal. I'm putting it in the show notes. And it says, um, and it's so true, I just like to incorporate these in my show notes because they're like nice little reminders and uh, sometimes little infographics help to summarize um, a big situation into a smaller, more edible, (laughs) mind edible um, amount. So um, it goes on to say, if you refuse to play along with their dramas, you've said no to being controlled by them. Um, So that what this is going to tell you and what I'm going to try to tell you is that actions speak louder than words uh, when when the actions are being done to us as well as when our actions are being done to the narcissist. So you might not feel comfortable verbally going no right now. So let your actions do the talking until you can find your voice. Your actions also can speak volumes. So that's the message that I wanted to give out today. So by refusing to play along with the narcissist drama, you have, in essence, said no to being controlled by them. And if you speak the truth that you've said no to their lies... So while they're lying like a mug, you just telling the truth is you're just openly rejecting their lies. And if you go no contact with them, your actions say no to their being the center of the universe, right? And that ticks them off. And if you get on with your life, your actions say that you've sent You've said no to validating the sick way they choose to do things. And saying no to those people will unleash their anger and they will hate anyone that they are not in control of and who won't believe their BS or tolerate their dramas and you will become a target because the anger has to be aimed at something other than the real problem, which is themselves. So that's one thing that I think we need to remember is that, yes, it will be very uncomfortable at first as you're getting used to saying no and as you're getting used to putting your foot down and going, I'm not participating in this any longer when you're saying, I'm not going to... Um, put up with this. I'm not going to make space for this in my life. They will not appreciate that. They will not like it. They will not um, know how to process it. So be prepared for that. Um, I can only tell you that my journey so far during that, um, if you've listened to past episodes, 
I started because I didn't know how to verbally go because this is the tricky thing about saying no to a narcissist. We're not supposed to tell them that we found out that they're a narcissist, right? <laughs> so trying to tell someone that like my mom who was ingra ingrained in my life for 20 some years and stabbing me in the back and slitting me wherever she could when I finally found out I couldn't just go. Well, I shouldn't have just gone because I, I gotta say, I kind of just went in. It was like, because I'm a blunt person. So in my nature, I was just like, nope, no more. I found out who you are. I found out what you are and I'm done. And because there's a fight, there's flight. And I think there's like a third one. But by nature, many of us are wired to fight, hold our ground, stand ground be um, not necessarily offensive, but also defensive. Just, I picture myself like at the first mosh pit that I ever was in at a concert. I just, <laughs> if you've ever been in one, let me tell you, um, they, they vary from danger levels <laughs> when I was younger. And I went to a concert and I got into this mosh pit scenario. And I feel like Dealing with narcissists are very much like being in a mosh pit because you don't know where the attack's going to come from. You don't know how firm you need to be and anchoring yourself to the ground. You don't know pretty, it's all, you're just flying by the seat of your pants trying to survive. So yeah, that's a good analogy. I didn't even think about it until now when I thought, how did I feel in my first mosh pit? Keep, keep in mind, it was the only mosh pit I've ever been in because once I was in one, I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> Why am I here? How did I get here? And I feel like that's how you feel like when you wake up from your narcissist-induced nightmare. You're like, how, how did I end up here? <laughs> What do I do about it? And I just remember anchoring my feet, separating my feet about a foot and a half apart to anchor myself. I bent my knees slightly to allow me to go left to right and be more mobile. And I also put my elbows out to my sides because an elbow is very is a good type of defense. I one, I'm blocking off my personal space about a foot on each side of my body. I can become mobile and swing left and right if I needed to. And also I have my hands and fists being able to um, feel like I am a tree and I'm planting myself in this, this place. So I survived, obviously, and um, but I had several gentlemen get really tired of being slung into my elbows that they kindly would turn around and try to fold my arm down so that they could continue to get bashed into me, but without running into my elbow. And that was very um, telling of a narcissist, right? They recognize that you're firmly planted when you're saying no. They recognize it. They look at you and something has changed in how you're holding yourself, how you're communicating to them, how you're um, distancing yourself. And then they kindly want to walk up and put your elbow down. They'd be like, yeah, I recognize that you're trying to do this thing, whatever this thing is, but I don't like it. Okay, so you can stop. That's exactly how I would think dealing with the narcissist and saying no and trying to hold your ground is very much like being in a mosh pit. So, but the difference is, is I popped my elbow right back up and I was like, no, I'm sorry that you're uncomfortable ramming your body into my pointy elbow, but I'm also uncomfortable 
having it being done to me. Therefore, I will not allow you to push my elbow back down. And I'm going to hold firm and stand where I'm at. And so if I were to transfer this behavior and knowledge and advice over to dealing with a narcissist, it would be feel comfortable saying no. Feel, start with your behavior first. If you don't feel like you can vocally go no, if you feel like that's not in your wiring at this point, start letting your actions speak for you. Put that distance between you and them. If they expect you to come over every day at this time or every weekend or once a month, if they expect you to come um, whenever they snap their fingers, if they expect you to call them every day, if they expect you to answer the phone every time they call you, if they expect anything of you, don't, don't reciprocate it. Do not fulfill their expectations. That is an action. When they're used to how they trained you and you start acting in an, in an opposite manner, they will start to recognize it. I don't care if you pull away from them an inch or a mile, the narc recognizes it. And what happened to me was when my mom would, it was on the heels of the holiday season wrapping up. And that was in 2019, the end of 2019. And um, so not only, so we made it through Thanksgiving. Like I knew my mom was a narc by Thanksgiving of 2019, but I didn't want to push so hard against the holidays and trying to wrap my mind around everything that I was finding out when I was talking, my sister and I were communicating back and forth and sharing notes and comparing notes and waking up, like re realizing how deep this hole really went. Um, I wasn't prepared to deal with the holidays, raising two small children that were looking forward to the holidays, and then also unpacking an entire lifetime worth of garbage that I'm now realizing I had been living in this entire time. So to me, I chose to fake it through the holidays, gray rock through the holidays, and then after the beginning of 2020, I started to actually pull away. I wouldn't answer every phone call. Um, I would reply in text message. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't jump every time my mom tried to get me to jump. And she slowly started to realize this. And then that is when she showed up unannounced at my home to fight. So just be prepared that something to you that seems so little, like not answering a phone call, can trigger a huge reaction from the narcissist. So be prepared for that. Lock your doors. Lock, keep the, I always have my doors locked at all times. But um, also in my scenario, I was going to the bathroom and my husband let my mom in one of these times. <laughs> Because he wasn't fully understanding the monster we were dealing with until he saw it with his own eyes. So sometimes you have to show people because they, they, they listen to your words, but until they experience it, that skeptic inside of them, no matter how much they love you, they have to see it with their own eyes. And now he does.
and she had um what had already been trying to work on my husband and in, in the high you know behind the scenes trying to separate us get us to not like each other so there was that baggage that he was dealing with too was she would always come across very innocent blink blink oh look at how bad she's treating oh look she won't answer my phone calls and I oh I had to come here oh you know like this poor little old lady kind of scenario and then all of a sudden she's let in and she turns into a an attack mode Roar! he got to see how fast narcissists can flip their personalities on a dime so she was nice to him to get him to allow her into our home and then once she laid eyes on me she went into full attack mode and now that he realized saw this yes it sucked that i had to be put in that position by someone that i that i trusted but believe me i communicated that and now he sees you know i'm a big picture type of person so it's easy for me to see big picture so when you decide to start saying no to their drama start saying no to their lies start um, removing them from the center of your universe where they have strategically planted themselves and then start saying no to every sick thing that they have ever decided to do or say to you. Just be prepared and expect that they will act out in anger and rage. And depending on the type of narcissist they are, it may be verbal, it may be mental, and it also may be physical. So to me not letting them in your life is the best thing you can do but you also have to gauge how you're going to do it if you're living with them and they're um physically abusive you may need to start building your escape behind the scenes for a lengthy amount of time and play along until you can't escape. That's the only way I personally would be able to, um, the only advice I can give, but it's just my advice. I don't know your scenario. I don't know the type of narc you're dealing with. I don't know how seriously ill in this person's head that they are. So that is only my personal advice. If I were in a scenario like that, I would personally be building my escape behind the scenes while smiling and nodding and allowing for minimal feeding from their little trough that I'm that I'm their trough until I can escape. Thankfully, in my scenario, I already uh, have my own house and I have already had my own life and I could comfortably just shut my door and say you're not allowed in my home and if that person decides that they want to become violent then I would if if my mom would start beating on my door and harassing me in my home I would call the cops on my mom I would definitely do that and because you're an adult and they're an adult and to me I remove the mother title when you're when your parents or your the your abuser is abusing you, you do never you never have to take that abuse. And I don't care what type of mental gymnastics somebody will try to use to um, talk you into staying with your abuser. There is no excuse for you to have to stay 
with your abuser. We are all allowed to make our own choices and um, there's always a way out, even though you may be told there's not a way out, your situation and your scenarios might not seem like there's a way out, but one step forward, even if it's an inch, is better than not taking that inch at all, right? So every situation is circumstantial. That's the really hard part about speaking on a podcast about a scenario from your own situation is that all of our situations are different, but there's always room to move forward. If you can't escape physically at this moment in time, start escaping mentally from them. Pull the tentacle that they have put into your mind, sucking your brain Um, capacity, sucking your mental capacity, sucking your energy from you, sucking your cognitive function from you, sucking your positive thoughts about yourself. Start putting in positive positivity. Start finding your strength spiritually. That's what I did. If I wasn't a Christian or a Christ follower, I don't feel like I, one, would have escaped without turning into the abuser that, without turning into my abuser. I would not have been able to. I would have went down the path of revenge. I would have wanted to write. I would have wanted to even the scales. I would have wanted them to hurt as bad as they hurt me. I would have wanted to sabotage their life. I would have never been happy until they suffered as much as they made me suffer. But because I was in a place where I accept the grace that God has given me for my shortcomings in life, I know that it is also my job to forgive those who have come against me, but I do not forget it. So you can stand strong and fight for your mental peace on the heels of also forgiving your abuser, but also not forgetting how they treated you and who they are. Separate yourself and distance yourself. You don't have to be all up in their business. I think that's one of the hardest things, um, uh, trying to walk that tightrope walk, a spiritual living, thinking vertically and then living horizontally. You know, it's so easy to come from a place of flesh, come from a place of the world where, you know, I'm going to make them hurt. But nobody ever, nothing good ever comes from that. You actually just get into the mud with the pigs. And that's one of the things um, as a narcissist survivor, I firmly believe in is do not engage. You've heard do not feed the trolls on the internet. Do not get into the mud with the narcissist because from a distance, both of you look like you're equally awful, right? So the narcissist actually wins because here, if you don't want to speak, if you don't want to look at this from a spiritual level, think about it from a common sense level. In reality, your narcissist has already went behind your back and told everybody that you've ever come in contact with or valued on a personal level, on a work level, on a friend level, um, even at an acquaintance level. They've already done the damage behind the scenes. They've already went behind, especially the covert narcissist. They've already went behind your back and told a lot of smack about you. They've told everyone you're crazy. They've told everyone you're horrible. They've told everyone how awful you are projecting their inner awfulness out onto you, right? So then when they 
aggravate you and they trigger you to the point where you respond and you hop into the mud with them to make them hurt like they hurt you, you look like the bad person that they told everybody you were. So the best way to get revenge with a narcissist is no revenge at all on a horizontal level. You cannot do anything out in the open like that and expect anybody to listen to you and what you have to say about them. Because as far as the flying monkeys are concerned, you are acting just as awful as your narcissistic abuser told them you would act. Do you understand what I'm saying? You will just be playing into their trap. So if you're not a spiritually minded person, if you're an atheist, if you're a person who doesn't believe in Jesus Christ, but you believe in another God, I'm just going to speak to you from this level. You are playing into their hand and you are going to just finish the deal, seal the deal, and put that last little swoosh of the airbrush on this painting that they painted of you. And they ran around and showed everybody, look at how awful they are to me. Look at how awful they are to me. Look at how awful they are to me. And then they go over to you and they poke you and they prod you and they get you to fight with them. And you're like, yes, today's the day. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to make them hurt like they hurt me. And then they play the victim card. And so you're already fired up. You're already in a place of attack and injustice. And they're in a place of, oh my, look at, they're, they're coming after me again. Look at what they're doing. Isn't this exactly what I told you they do? Oh, and they clutch their pearls. You look like the villain. They look like the victim and they win, right? And then what happens to you? You get even more angry because nobody's listening to you now. You thought they didn't listen to you before. Honey, 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 they're not going to listen to you now because now they have the words of the attacker in their mind painting you that picture. And then they saw you act a fool with their own eyes. Good luck coming back from that, okay? So if you're spiritually minded, vertically minded, don't go in and get revenge. And if you're horizontally minded, do not go in and get revenge. Nothing good comes from getting in the mud with a narcissist. So remember, narcissists are like dealing, being in a mosh pit, okay? Respect your personal space. Put out those elbows. Plant your feet secure. Do not let them push you over. Do not let them disrespect your boundaries. And if you cannot tell your narcissist no right now verbally with your mouth, you can't really feel your voice, say it with your actions, okay? So that is my Making Sense of My Journey So Far segment all wrapped up into one. Um, this will be concluding episode 21. I hope each episode I record helps someone else who may be going through a similar situation that I have been in, or you know someone who has or is currently going through it. It can definitely be discouraging to many because we are made, be, we are made to feel guilty for airing the dirty deeds done by others to us, but we should never feel ashamed into silence. There is power in numbers. There is power in sharing our triumphs. And there's power in sharing the minute you were pushed into the hole while you lived in that hole and then also how you climbed out of that hole. All right. So if you have a story of your own that you would like to share, you can email the show at IWasHornSwoggled at gmail.com or you can use the record a message option on my podcast website and that is HornSwogglePodcast.com. And until next time, have a great day and God bless. Bye.